Folks, the Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton here, live from the Lee Company studio in Columbia, as we are just about halfway through the week. Hope you guys have had a good one to this point. Looking forward to the back half, as always. Good show lined up for you today. Plenty of topics to cover, including some that just took place over the last hour or so, so that's exciting. And we've got, of course, Joe Sullivan to join us, talking a little bit about Nashville area hoops, what he saw last week, what he's planning to see this week, and just an update on local area teams. We'll also talk with uh, Terry McCormick, of course, as we always do at the top of the hour, talk about the Titans. They've made some roster moves today as well, so plenty of topics to get to and much, much more. But first. Mo, how are things? <laughs> this isn't the day to ask. Um, just, just trying to get over the hump. Well, yeah. we're almost there. Yeah, almost to the top. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah. You you brought treats. <laughs> did you see our friend Joe Williams no, recently? I did, I did see our friend Joe Williams. Um, earlier this morning and those are not our treats those are your treats so oh wow the the, the tens have gotten bigger is does it matter where you used to stand on the friendship I, I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> I, I don't ask questions i'm just glad to get what i get hey yeah it doesn't matter. <laughs> just like maybe maybe we're moving up in the world I'm yeah <laughs> yeah well, I'm, I'm looking forward to today's show. It's got there's a ton of of topics to get to, and a lot of things that 
you know, it's hard for us to discuss because we're not lawyers. <laughs> but you didn't sleep at Holiday Inn Express. And did not, night. and and don't play them on television. Right, right. Even so, uh, you know, sometimes we we have we have to try on this show, but it's not. It, it's it's certainly not easy, but we'll try to make sense of what's going on in the world. Of There's the a lot life. to be made sense of. So yeah, yeah um, there are at least three things happening in legal senses with college athletics right now. And it's gracious. no shortage of things to talk about. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, we need to get you yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown. This is The Rundown. Is the rundown updated? Hmm? Okay, cool. Um, Tuesday night high school basketball. Allen County of Kentucky defeated Portland 56-44. It was Antioch down in Martin Luther King 30, 39-27. Sorry. Um, Blackman with a 39-35 win over Stewart's Creek. Columbia Central defeated Laverne 64-22. It was Dixon County 62, Fairview 59. Franklin County with a 42-31 over Riverdale, Lebanon 67, Gallatin 52, Greenbrier 52, Liberty Creek 41, Green Hill 42, uh, Hillsborough 40. Sound like a good one. Hendersonville 43, Station Camp 30, Sycamore with a 44-19 win over Hickman County, Loretto and Overtown defeat Overtime. Told you it was a rough day. Loretto and Overtime defeated Lawrence County. 49-44, it was Nashville Christian, 60, Good Pasture, 57, Coffee County with a 51-34 win over Oakland, Pearl Cone, 59, Cane Ridge, 42, Watertown defeated Red Bull in Springs, 43-36, Richland with a 40-26 win over Community, Rockvale defeated Tullahoma, 51-30, it was Perry County, 56, Santa Fe, 30, Grace Christian of Franklin defeated Spring Hill, 52-35, it was Cheatham County, 53, Stewart County, 36, McGavick with a 66-35 win over Stratford. Summertown downed Cornersville, 74-34. Tide County, Kentucky, 56. Joe Burns, 48. Westmoreland, 56. Gordonsville, 29. East Robertson, 60. Whitehouse Heritage, 39. Whites Creek with a 37-30 win over Hume Fogg. Wilson Central down Siegel, 70-64. And Franklin Road Christian with a 65-23 win over Zion Christian. On the boys' side, Portland was a winner over Allen County, Kentucky, 83-54. Antioch down Martin, 68-64. It's Washington, 58. Stewart's Creek, 53. Laverne with a 55-52 win over Columbia Central. And it was a really good ball game up to the last second. Well, no, it wasn't a really good ball game up to the last second. It got good. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was, what, 22 in the first half? It, it was 29-6 to six at one point. But again, it got good. It got good. And 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 finished even better. Mm -hmm. Coverage on MainStreetMurray.com. Curry Ingram 57. Carroll Academy 23. John Overton 62. 57 winners over East Nashville. Ezo Harding 77. Mountain Juliet Christian 53. Franklin Classical 66. 26 winners over Franklin 49-34 against Riverdale. Gallatin a 63-60 winner over Lebanon. It was Giles County 79, Fayetteville 55, Greenbrier 68-45, winners over Liberty Creek, Green Hill. Again, <laughs> the battle of Green Hill and Green Hills. 51-44 <laughs> in favor of the Hawks. 
White House 55, Harpeth 51, Station Camp 43-38 wins over Hendersonville, Hickman County 53-45 against Sycamore, Lawson falls to Creekwood 53-38, Lawrence County edges Loretto 54-52, Good Pasture 83-50 wins over Nashville, Christian Oakland falls to Coffee County 59-40, and Red Bowling Springs gets the best of Watertown 75-54, it was Richland 46, Community 24, Tullahoma 60 to 41 against Rockville Santa Fe with an 80 to 50 win over Perry County. As Alden Slaughter scored 41. That's right, another 40, another 40 burger. <laughs> Dude scored 40 points more times this year than most kids do in a career. What's the quickest way to McEwen? The quickest way to McEwen is a helicopter, and that may be your only option. Well, maybe sure between now and Tuesday we can get one. We might need to. Uh, Grace Franklin, 63-41 wins over Spring Hill. Cheatham County, 71-54 against Stewart County. Summertown, 77. Cornersville, 69. White House Heritage, 54. East Robertson, 46. Siegel, 66-37 wins over Wilson Central. And Zion Christian with a 72-66 win over Franklin Road Christian. And that Zion Christian game was really interesting because Aiden Glenn scored 28 points and Matthew Terry scored 32. Wow. The two they, of them combined for sixty. I was going to say they, the they, they darn near two points outscored Franklin Christian by themselves. themselves. <laughs> yes. Um, men's basketball: Tennessee defeats visiting Georgia Southern seventy-four fifty-six. Austin P goes to Carbondale and comes back with a seventy to sixty-eight win over host Southern Illinois on the ice. Predators in extra time get a goal from Philip Scoresberg. Oh, I'm sorry, Forsberg. Mm. In a three to two victory over the Flyers. Tonight's schedule, seven o'clock on ESPN Plus, you can see the Tigers of Tennessee State at the Plains of Liberty. Women's action Thursday. Fisk is at Austin P. That's an eleven o'clock start. You can see that on ESPN Plus. And it might be worth watching, and we'll tell you why later in the show. Um NBA action tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies are at Houston. That's a 7 o'clock tip. It can be seen on Valley Sports Southeast. And that is your rundown. Top stories brought to you by Piggly Wiggly, Mealy's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. They have your deli lunch specials. They've got cobblers, meats, vegetables, and so much more. Notice I always say cobblers first because life is short. Life is short. Eat dessert first. There you go. Uh, they've got fresh hand cut meats as well as great produce. Make sure to go by Neely's Mill Shopping Center if you're in Columbia and check out our friends at Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. The big pig. I was so the wedding. The wedding I DJed on this past Saturday. They never in a decade plus of DJing weddings had I ever heard of a photo bomb. But in the last month, all but one wedding that I have done has had a photo bomb, which is essentially groups of people quickly, like you play a song, you got to get it done within a song. You have like maybe six or seven groups of people that have to get on the floor, take a picture, get off the floor kind of thing. One of the groups was, if you've ever been to the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I was like, why is this not just everybody? I mean, just, I mean, that that seems to be. Who, who has not been? I, the the bride's family was from Birmingham area. 
which was really cool because the wedding was here. Mm-hmm. And the groom's family is from Georgia. And I'm like, so. you telling me y'all ain't been to people. Y'all all with... ain't been there? Cause come, on, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, you, this you... should just be a group photo. <laughs> Y'all, y'all trying to be bougie. That's cool. I get it. I get it. You got reputations to uphold, you think. But you know what? <laughs> We're not worried about the reputations no. because that that that, that cobbler is mm. delicious. Mm. Yep. yep. I, I went to Piggly Wiggly yesterday, as a matter of fact, and picked up a sirloin tip um, roast for beef and noodles, and it was divine. Did they have pecan? I didn't stop. It was early in the morning. I had just, so they didn't have any cobblers yeah. made oh, yet. That's unfortunate. Because the deli doesn't open until what, 11. 11? <laughs> so gotcha. I, uh, I did not get a chance to go by the deli. But yeah, the sirloin tip roast was perfection in some beef and noodles. So, top story, Mo. I've put off as long as I can trying mm. to talk about these legal matters. Mm. The NCAA is facing two, well, the NCAA is facing one legal matter. College football playoff is facing an investigation that could potentially turn into a legal matter. But we'll start with the Florida Attorney General announcing Mm, mm, mm. yesterday an investigation into antitrust issues with the college football playoff because obviously Florida State was left out of said playoff. Um, this seems like along with the $1 million budget line item request, it just seems like a lot of pandering. That being said, I don't know that they're necessarily wrong in that there's an antitrust possibility here. But I'm curious what this investigation comes up with because antitrust essentially means there's no alternative. And I don't, I think there is an alternative to the college football playoff. Now, it's not going to yield the money the college football playoff yields, but there's an alternative. You can go play D2 or FCS. If you or, want to play for a championship. Or one double A. I mean, if if you want to play for a championship and you don't want to do it at the college football playoff level, there are options. So I don't know if antitrust really works here in this sense. But I think, though, that you were right. Well, I know that you were right. Just a lot of pandering. pandering. Yeah, yeah. And it just feels like there are so many other things that are that would warrant the Florida Attorney General's concern <laughs> yeah. and his manpower. Ashley Moody, Florida graduate. I thought women were supposed to be more logical. I... Since when? <laughs> Listen to him. Not the ones I know. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I feel like this is a little silly, really? but I do understand. Okay, I will say this: I do think that you could claim damages 
I mean, the no, the money is astronomical. Well, you could claim damages, and so could everybody else that gets left out of the playoffs. There's that. I mean, the college football playoff committee. There is no a, clear path to the college football playoff. They have a set criteria, set criteria but it is not a... It is not a definitive criteria. Yeah, it's it's, it's not no a criteria. It's not a criteria that yields four teams and eliminates everybody. Yeah, I mean, there, it, there's there's too much objectivity involved for this to be a antitrust case. I would think. I think so. Too. So I I don't I don't expect it's going anywhere. But it's going to look good for some folks. Exactly. Yeah. It's an election year, right? <laughs> it's always an election year, it feels like. You're always running for something. Always. Yeah. So there's that. But the NCAA took a big blow today. For the next two weeks. Yes, at least that. And this kind of goes back to the Tez Walker situation, though I think Tez Walker's situation was a little bit cleaner than yeah. some others. I think this is going to be very basketball specific right now. Oh, it's very and, basketball and specific. I don't know how I don't know how many student athletes will be affected, but my concern and and you need to explain what took place. Yeah, let's before let's we get too so deep into it. A West Virginia judge granted a 14-day Day against the NCAA that does uh, basically saying that anyone who is who has transferred and is awaiting a waiver from the NCAA on that transfer or has been denied a waiver from the NCAA and is currently sitting out and is not a transfer, a transfer year, yeah, is allowed to play over the next 14 days until the next hearing. That ruling, that rule is null and void. Now, what happens when, after further review, if you were sitting out, you have to continue sitting out, or you have to resume sitting out? Now, if you played, is your team going to get penalized for playing an ineligible player? That is that is the rub. If I am a team, I tread very lightly on this one. Oh yeah, absolutely. This this could be the biggest bombshell to the NCAA or within the NCAA of the year. Because what this would essentially do is allow kids to transfer as many times as they want with without no, with no repercussions. No repercussions. Don't have to sit out. If you can find someone to give you a scholarship, you can go play. You can go play. Immediately. And we've had this conversation. I I'm on the fence about that as a whole. And mainly because there's no, there's nothing stopping the recruitment of players with 
monetary gain. Yeah, I mean, in this world of NIL. it That's why I'm iffy against it. Otherwise, I would be okay. If, the, if it weren't, you know, Quinshawn Judkins, we go, I go back to what, was, what we heard at SEC Media Days, how people were contacting people around him, offering him so much money mm-hmm. to come transfer to their school and play. If, if that's a possibility, you know, could you see, and I, please just, I'm just throwing this name out there because he's tied to NIL funds. Nico, mm-hmm. Nico Yamalieva, right? $8 million for four years. What if South Carolina says, hey, we'll pay you 3.5 for one year. What do you think about that? And then he transfers to South Carolina. And then North Carolina comes along and says, hey, man, we got $5 million for you right here. Or, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. getting $20 million potentially? Mm-hmm. Come on. That's the problem with this. That being said, uh, I think kids should be able to play where they're going to play. And so there is a, again, I've always, I've, I've always said you should be able to transfer down no matter what. But in basketball, there's not Oops. a down. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the issue. Down is D2. There is no FCS group of five, whatever. I mean, you've got mid-majors, but mid-majors make the NCAA tournament all the time. And yep. so that gives that, that's where the you know the real issue is just everything except football has that issue. The transfer down issue doesn't work in anything except football. Right. So that's why I sit on the fence. I just think it's really a slippery slope, you know, anytime you start getting courts and legal issues involved in collegiate athletics. Because I think you're dealing with folks who, if they really understand the situation, don't necessarily have an investment in it. So I, I don't know. It, it's I think today was a potentially really bad move. And again, I, I think it's going to put a lot of programs at risk. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes. From Ross Dellinger, the NCAA announced in a statement it will comply with the court's ruling granting multi-year transfers immediate eligibility. Immediate eligibility Mm -hmm. over a 14-day period ending December 27th. So to answer your question, no. They will not be penalized for playing an ineligible player because they are granting immediate eligibility per this statement. For the next 14 days. Hmm. Well, there you go. Good for them. Man, this is going to be wild. You're going to see players play over the next two weeks. That you may not see again. That you potentially will not see again. Mm -hmm. And what does that do to net rankings? What does that do to, do you have to throw those out? Mm. 
completely? I mean, when you're looking well, I at mean, <laughs> to bring it all full circle, I mean, if you play a kid now who turns out he's not eligible, I mean, is it a Florida State Jordan Travis situation? I think it is. I mean, because he's you don't not have going that to kid. Play. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to play. So I can't, I can't, I can't judge, judge this you team mm-hmm. based on what you did in that 14 day period because you're not going to have that roster. Completely unhinged mm. is the situation. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great word for it. And it's absolutely accurate. It know. is unhinged right now. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, some NFL topics. One big one, another, I really just want your opinion on them. So we'll talk about the National Football League on the other side of the break. Stick around Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. Back. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Hey, welcome back. It's Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow. Mo Patton here on this Wild and Wacky Wednesday, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world still to come later in the show should be should be interesting. 
as always, because you never know what kind of lawsuits might pop up in these things. We've still got what an hour and a half. <laughs> exactly. No. So looking forward to, to that and much, much more. Right now, though, I want to get into the shield as there are reports, Mo, that Bill Belichick is out at the end of this season. Even Pat McAfee said it to Robert Kraft's face on game day. He's like, you know, we're not looking forward to what you've got to do. <laughs> I mean, he, he just put it out there. And Kraft basically said, you know, we, we our goal is to win football games. Well, they're certainly not reaching that goal. And they're right not reaching now. that goal right now. So, Except against Pittsburgh. Bill Belichick out in New England at the end of the year. Are you, they, is is that not, a statement? No. Who do you go with? Oh, goodness. Who's your call? Ooh. Hmm. I think Robert Kraft could do a whole lot of folks a favor if he called Nick Saban. I don't think I don't think Nick's going back to the NFL one, and he's certainly not going to do it at this age. I don't I don't know that he is, but I I think you make the call. Well, there's going to be a call made from those two areas between those two areas, because Nick Saban's certainly going to call Bill Belichick and say, "Hey, do you want to come help out?" But Belichick, I'm not sure Belichick. I'm not sure he. Isn't done. I mean, I, I'm saying I mean, help out. I ain't saying, you know, defensive coordinator or nothing. I'm not sure he isn't done. Like, go God, put like, go put his feet up and and smoke cigars and drink some really good bourbon and are guys you know, like maybe eat some seafood. I, I mean, guys with that kind of mindset and drive, are they ever really done? I don't know. You know he lives here. Mm -hmm. Not in Columbia. He lives in Middle Tennessee. Well, he was dating a lady who actually graduated from Franklin High School. I don't think they're currently together. <laughs> so, so I don't know how that impacts. Well, see, and that's another impact part right there. Is It's not like he's got a wife at the house, like, you know, who he can go spend retirement years and you know, travel the world or whatever. Just because he doesn't have one doesn't mean he couldn't have one. Oh, he, he certainly could, but he's not got somebody in his ear saying, Bill, I want to travel. Bill, I want to go here. Bill, I want to go there. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill. <laughs> he don't awful. have that. So, I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do. Whether it's coach football or smoke cigars and drink bourbon. I would opt for the latter. I, yeah, but I mean. And, and I'm not even a cigar smoker. But no. But still, I, I, would. I just feel like this is an interesting situation for, for Bill Belichick. Because I do think, he, I do think that he's going to end up in some sort Who's of. Who is it more interesting for, Bill Belichick or New England? 
Let me tell you what I would do. I think it's more interesting from an excitement standpoint for Bill Belichick. I think it's more interesting from a desperation standpoint for New England because who do you get to follow the man? Let me tell you what I would do. And you just said you could do a lot of folks a favor. Kirby Smart? No. Oh, okay. Who? Mike Tomlin. I'm just saying. You could do worse. A lot worse. And I mean, he, maybe Pittsburgh needs a breath of fresh air. Maybe Mike Tomlin needs a breath of fresh air. But he doesn't have a quarterback in Pittsburgh. He doesn't have a quarterback in New England. Why is he? I mean, and it's a quarterback-driven league, as we've said 8 million times on this show. If I'm a coach in that league in particular, I got to know who my quarterback is before I make that move, particularly if I got a job. But do you get out ahead of the posse? I don't know that Mike Tomlin necessarily has to get out ahead of the posse because, again, if Pittsburgh were to be that stupid, I still feel like he would have a job before they had him replaced. Sure. But wouldn't it just be, you know, on your own terms kind of thing? You know, there is something to be said for, for leaving on your own. I just, Trust I me. just feel like it's a phone call I would make. Mm-hmm. Now they'd have to get permission to talk to him. Sure. Which, and they'd have to give up compensation because he is still under contract. But assuming Pittsburgh wanted compensation, maybe they just want to be rid of him. Maybe they trade him. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a phone call I would make. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. And outside of that, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that just jumps out at you and says, this is the guy for New England. Because this isn't multiple Super Bowl championship winning New England at this point. This is this is much more similar to 90s New England where this they were is good just another team. Yeah, they were good once in a decade and pretty dreadful the rest of the time. And I mean, look at the rest of that division. And Drew Bledsoe ain't walking through the door. Much less Tom Brady. Do you really want to jump into that AFC East right now? Uh, so it's funny you say that. <laughs> I mean, outside of the Dolphins, who are only, and I'm, they're only fair. Again, it's it's ironic that we're talking about the Dolphins being the best team in that division, given what just happened two nights ago. Well, and, and they've not beaten a team with a with, with a winning record. They won nine ball games out of thirteen. 13 which puts them at the top of their division. Yeah, but again, they're fair. I mean, if 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 the Dolphins can't beat a team with a winning record and I can get a winning record, then I got a pretty good shot of beating the Dolphins. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is kind of where I'm at. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is a situation where, and, and I don't think the Bills are, you know, anything special. 
And that's part of the next thing I want to talk about. So I won't get there yet. But I think the AFC East is it is obtainable from New England. I think they've got a pretty decent defense, but they don't have any offense to speak of. And it's not just quarterback. They don't have any wide receivers either. They don't have anybody to throw to. And that's one reason they don't have a very good quarterback. <laughs> so I don't know. Just, to, just I, I don't know who I would call. I think Robert Kraft needs to have some sort of plan in place if he is going to get rid of Bill Belichick. That's the thing. Because maybe the best move is no move. It may not. It may, it may be the best thing to do. But I can tell you. I don't know. But then at that point, it becomes a question of whether it's even Kraft's move to make. Because Belichick might, again, just, just say, be done. He may just be done. Hey, man, I'm going to go. I'm going to go watch film with my buddy Nick, and we're going to chit-chat over whatever. And then, <laughs> and then he's going to you know, go coach on on Saturday, and I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and watch I'm football. Gonna, I'm going to watch the ball hours or whatever. And, and have a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's that, that would be interesting. Now, mm-hmm. Cam Newton, he without a job. Cam, Cam Oh, Cam. First of all, why does Cam Newton not have a job? In in the world of the NFL, that we, again, because mm-hmm. you got you, you don't want to answer that. You got to think about, you know, as you like to say, there are only fifteen people, and this man won that an MVP play that position. This man won an MVP playing that position, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I could answer your question, but, but neither you nor a, a good segment of our viewers slash listeners really want to hear it. So. Do you think that Cam Newton is a distraction? <laughs> is that part of why he doesn't have a job? Are you familiar with the name Andrew Gill? Yes. I don't think he's a distraction, but... There are people that do so. Well, and that's why I ask. I mean, because one of the knocks on Tim Tebow was he's a distraction. No, another knock was that he wasn't very good at his position in the NFL, though. You want a playoff game. And there are a lot of quarterbacks who can't say that. Go back and look at that I, game I know. and who it was against. Well, they still won the game, and he threw the game winning touchdown. I'm saying that one of the, that was one of Would the Would you knocks. want Tim Tebow a, coach, a quarterback in your favorite team? No, but I also don't think I would want Cam Newton over, you know, Will Levis. Okay, no. Now, not, if not I, but, if I'm, but if I'm the Jets or something or, you know, I mean, maybe. Or the, the Patriots? The Packers. I mean, not Packers. The, no. the Vikings. The Vikings are starting Nick Mullins right now. Oh, they're no longer starting? Yeah. Dobbs is it. Oh, well. So. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Cam Newton can play in some places. Las Vegas. See, play and put him in Las Vegas. Can't be a distraction there. Everything's a distraction. He fits right in. <laughs> yeah. They think he's an insurance salesman. 
with, with his fedora and his scarf. Yeah. But I think that's why he doesn't have, or that's one major reason he doesn't have a job is because of the, the, the perceptions, the theatrics that he gives in those press conferences and stuff. Now that has nothing to do with what this conversation is. The conversation is about him saying that Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy are game managers and not difference makers in the NFL as quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, who is an MVP candidate right now, is a game manager and not a difference maker. There were there are people that will tell you that when Dak was out last season, I guess, that the Cowboys didn't necessarily lose anything with was it Cooper Cooper Rush? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I am. Um, I mean, based on this year, I think that think we've dispelled that rumor. You'd like to think. <laughs> you'd like to think. I mean, think that think that rumor's put to bed. Uh, now, game manager. Two years is, ago, Dak struggled, but he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a hundred percent Dak. Dak. Dak coming out of of Mississippi State. Dak this year. Very similar Dax. I think he he had some injuries in there because he was kind of like Cam, not protected as much as some other quarterbacks were. I don't. I I think Dak can be a difference maker. I think sometimes you have to live with some of the bad to get to the good with Dak. Um, and I think. Probably Brock Purdy, particularly in that San Francisco offense, is a game manager. I mean, I'm, I'm not is not a game manager, is a difference maker. But it's I think it's a little easier to be a difference maker when you have Christian McCaffrey and 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 Debo Samuel and some of the folks that he's got to work with. of quarterbacks with more than a hundred yards passing on the year. And I say that because Jaron Hall is the only other quarterback who has more yards per attempt than Brock Purdy. Jaron Hall has 101 passing yards on the season. (laughs) Brock Purdy is third in the, in, in the league in passing yards. He is third in the league behind Dak Prescott and Josh Allen in touchdowns. He's thrown just seven interceptions to Prescott's six. And he is it's so hard to – he is the highest-ranked quarterback rating in the league of quarterbacks with more than 100 yards passing. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis has a little bit better yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Brock think... Purdy is a he is a Super Bowl caliber, Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback. He's not a check down Charlie as they like to not, say. No, he, 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 not ten he, yards an attempt. He lets it fly, and he's got guys that can go get it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Sure, but you got to have guys who can go get it, but you also got to be able to make the decision, the correct decision on who to who, throw it to. Which of those guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you got three guys running wide open, I mean, it's, it helps. Yeah. But Brock Purdy is 
He's not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games. And I don't think that's necessarily game manager, but I also don't think it's – I don't know that he's not going to win you games, again, with what else he's got to work with. I, I, I wonder – and I hate to say this because so many people fall back on it, but I would love to know what the context of Cam Newton's comments were. What else went with that? Yeah, I, I understand. Um, I didn't watch the interview because I didn't want to. Uh, don't care mm -hmm. to. <laughs> I don't care to watch interviews with any professional athlete for that long. <laughs> and so I just, I I just feel like it it comes off a little bit as haterish. It probably is. <laughs> and I, but here's he, the thing. Because Cam probably wonders or feels if like they can do it. I can do it. I can still do it. If Russell Wilson's got a job, I ought to have a job. Shit, if Zach Wilson's got a job, like you said. I mean, again, I don't necessarily argue with your 15 guys. I mean, could Cam Newton play in Atlanta? Absolutely. Could probably play anywhere in the NFC South, <laughs> including his former team. No question. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> So I mean, when you start going through, could he play in Washington? Absolutely. Could he play in New York for the Giants? The Giants? I mean, yeah, but I think Tommy I think, DeVito. I think Tommy DeVito. And Tommy his, DeVito. I think him and his agent might be on the to the moon, baby. <laughs> But I mean, anybody with an agent like that, I don't want to play there. I don't want to take his job. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the DeVitos are going to do. Goodness. Oh, goodness. But I mean, when you start going one through 32 and saying, is Cam better than X? Like you said, Minnesota. There's 10 or 12. Pretty close. Pretty close. And okay. so I mean when when, Matt, little, when when Matthew Stafford was out for the Rams. Absolutely. When Kyler Murray was out for the Cardinals. Heck, when Kyler Murray is in for the Cardinals. I was gonna say, yeah, he can play in Arizona right now. I mean you know, when, when you start doing that though. Sure. It, it just it feels it feels like it's a it's a little haterish, but it's also based it's it's well earned it's haterish. haterish. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> It's petty, but it's perfectly it, fine to be petty, you know. When don't if you can talk it, if you can back it up, it ain't bragging, right? And and, and if you think he can't back it up, then you should give him the opportunity to drive. Anyway. Yeah. Let's take a break and talk a little bit about college football. There are some speaking of quarterbacks, several of them have made decisions mm -hmm. in the last twenty four hours. One in particular. At least two big ones. So we'll talk about them on the other side of the break. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. 
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton here on this wild and wacky Wednesday, the weirdest and wildest issue from across the world coming your way in just a moment. Right now, we're going to talk a little bit about some college football. Speaking of wild and wacky. Uh, the transfer portal quarterbacks are finding their way home. Mo, to their new homes. To their new homes. Into their homes. That's right. That's the red house. <laughs> One guy did find his way to a red house, actually. He did, in fact. Go ahead. I, I, I'm not sure which red house you're talking about. Grayson McCall? North Carolina State. Okay. Wolfpack. Red. Grayson McCall headed to the Wolfpack. Tyler Van Dyke headed to Wisconsin. That's right. That was yesterday's news. So I saw that last night. I've slept since then. <laughs> so I didn't know which one you were talking about, but yes, that, that, that is true. So yeah, Grayson McCall headed to North Carolina State, Tyler Van Dyke to Wisconsin. Now here's my question. That's an interesting get. Has, has Tyler Van Dyke been to Madison, Wisconsin? He's from Connecticut. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's that. That's all it the more interesting, though, because I mean, if you went you from to Connecticut to Miami, why would you go back <laughs> on purpose? On, on purpose? purpose, yeah. In this economy, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Hey. It does seem a little awkward, but it seems a lot awkward. He is from Connecticut, so he at least it won't be is. anything he's not used to. Yeah, huh? he, yeah. he's been there before, so it, it'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a big get for for Wisconsin. And uh, who's the coach there? Um, the guy who was at Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. That's yeah. it. I think it, it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how that goes. And then Riley Leonard to Notre Dame. Headed, hmm. headed to play for. Why does the, the ACC continue to allow them to to be in the conference at this point? After just, they keep pilfering their quarterback, it's just it's just recruiting visits every time a team comes right. up there. It's a free recruiting. Yeah, visit. be sure and check out Touchdown Jesus while you're here. You know. So I don't know anything. I know Riley's from Fairhope, Alabama. I don't know how many Catholics are in Fairhope, Alabama, but I did see and and so. <laughs> he said it's a dream school. It's a dream come true. And Duke's when he not. and when he touched the play like a champion today sign, he did like a little cross. So I don't know. Maybe. He may Catholic. be Catholic, and that could be a possible. That could be part of it. I don't know. I mean, they, they of all the information I mean, we have, is a Catholic school too. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they were recruiting him, is that? <laughs> But I, I, I mean, of all the information we have available about these recruits, we don't have their, yeah, their religion, unfortunately, I guess. But so I don't know if that's what if that's what we're gonna see. Uh, uh, Noah Kim from Michigan State headed to Coastal to take over for Grayson McCall. From where? From Michigan State. Hmm. That didn't work out great for Peyton Thorne, but Beach, huh? Pollock to Beach, exactly. Uh, Max Brown from Florida is headed to play for Biff Pogge and the, the 49ers. Trainwreck. Could be. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anybody? Uh, these are all quarterbacks? These are all quarterbacks right now um, because there's a big running back commitment from earlier today that we'll talk about in just a second. I uh, think there is a wideout commitment that we probably need to talk about as well. Hank Bachmeyer from La Tech, who was terrible. La Tech, not necessarily Bachmeyer, is headed to Wake Forest. This guy, I thought he was about, on Vanderbilt's radar. He, you know, he played a little. Well, how much did he play at La Tech, though? Because he's a freshman, right? He it doesn't say what grade he is or class senior. What? Am he I, committed to Boise out of Marietta. I'm confused with yeah, somebody. You're thinking Hank Brown. No. Hank Bogmeyer is from Marietta Valley, California. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. Huh. My bad. But either way, he's headed yeah. to yeah, Wake Forest after not being very, I mean, very good. After La Tech was not very good. I don't know how much, again, I don't know how much he played. We talked about Dylan, Dylan Gabriel. Blake Shapin from Evangel Christian in Shreveport of, what was that, Faith Family Football, where they had won like 37,000 championships and then lost two in a row or something. Mm -hmm. He was at Baylor. He's headed to Mississippi State. And Bachmeyer threw for 2,058 yards with the Bulldogs. 
Okay. Played four years at Boise in this past year. He's gone for 8,663 yards, 51 touchdowns, and 24 interceptions. Career completed completion percentage of 63%. So now wide receiver you were talking about. What 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 are you looking at? Um Jaden McGowan. Okay. Yeah, Jaden McGowan from Vanderbilt to South Carolina. South Carolina, which I mean he's from South Carolina. Mm. So that probably helped. Mm-hmm. Um but South Carolina is doing well in the portal because they also got Rocket Sanders. From Arkansas. From Arkansas. And allegedly KJ Jefferson is looking looking at South Carolina. Good Lord. That's that would change. That's things. a game changer. That wow. Do they play do they play Arkansas next year? We'll find out tonight. Oh. SEC football schedules will be announced tonight. Tennessee and Florida will play primetime October 12th with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning on Manning cast. Oh, goodness. So you're going to have Florida and Alabama on back-to-back weekends at Neyland. Is that right? I don't want to talk about it, but yes. (laughs) Yes. So. Hmm. But yes, Rocket Sanders to... To South Carolina. That's wild. I'm trying. Jacquez Moore from Duke to Duke. He withdrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but so pretty big. So, oh, and uh, Missouri got the Marcus Carroll kid to transfer from Georgia State. And you know how they've had success with guys like that, so we'll see. But yeah, South Carolina doing some big stuff in the portal. Got to give them credit for that. So anyway, yeah, it's 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 been a big week for the portal, and it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get crazier. So where does DJU end up? He's going to Florida State. He's 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 going to visit Florida State. How? What are we going to learn about the Pac-12 and the ACC if DJ Uyagalele goes to Florida State? After the way he killed it at Oregon State this year? And last year. But after he struggled at Clemson. I don't know that we necessarily learn anything about the ACC or the Pac-12. We might learn a little bit about Clemson. Clemson? That's possible. They were pretty bad. And I don't think it was on it was all on DJU. Or the guy behind him. <laughs> the, the guy that took his place. I yeah. mean, because he wasn't great oh, he necessarily was against Tennessee. Well, I mean you know. So well, he, I mean this year though, he wasn't great. No. No, not at all. I mean, and that's after an off season and a preseason and a season. I mean, he wasn't so do we, great. So we may learn Quite a bit. We, if like DJ I said, we may learn. In and, and Florida State continues to roll. Uh, we may learn what you have said, actually, that without a great quarterback, Dabo, Dabo ain't great. 
he wasn't he wasn't very good before Taj Boyd. He was decent with Taj Boyd, great with Deshaun Watson, great with Trevor Lawrence. But heck, I could be great with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's nothing to be excited about. Go play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the butt every now and then. Hunter Renfro on the you know in the slot and T Higgins, T. Higgins on the outside and. I mean, there's just plenty that we're forgetting. I mean, there was another wide receiver they had. I can't think, of, can't call his name. Like I said, but there was there was one. I want to say he was from from Tennessee. Amari Rogers. That's it. Mm-hmm. Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers. <clears throat> yep. T. Martin's son. That's it. That, I was I was like he he's somebody's kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that, uh, boo coodles of, of weapons. Mm-hmm. Now he had to get them there. That's great. But if he can't get a great quarterback to commit, he's not developing no. quarterbacks. He's just getting great ones, and that's it. I mean, as 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 Bobby Johnson used to say at Vanderbilt, I mean, he was getting them ready made. And yeah, I mean, how much projecting did you have to do with Trevor Lawrence? None. Everybody he, knew he was everybody great. knew he was great. So and, and he was gonna be great wherever he went. He just happened to go to Clemson. That's right. I'm not sure how much better he got while he was at Clemson, but he didn't have to. Didn't have to he was already great. And now he's you know, making making that money. So portal will continue. The show will continue on the other side of a break with Terry McCormick. Stick around. <laughs> Urban Meyer wasn't great with Trevor Lawrence. So that's that's true, but that's a different level. Urban would have been great with Trevor Lawrence in college because he wouldn't have done anything. But yeah, I do agree with you there. So <laughs> let's stick around and Terry's back after this. This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Hey, welcome back in. Let's talk a little bit about the Tennessee Titans. They made some roster moves today, and we'll get that and more from Terry McCormick of Titan Insider. What's up, Terry? How's it going? Yeah, guys, it is your Titans report, and it's brought to you by Zen Sports. The Titans were busy uh, today. Christian Fulton placed on injured reserve, and uh, that actually caught him a little bit by surprise. 
Uh, he was hoping to come back from that hamstring injury that he suffered against the Indianapolis Colts in that overtime loss. But the Titans needed a roster spot to add a couple of guys. Quentin Bohanna off the Detroit Lions practice squad and Keandre Coburn from the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad. Uh, Kyle Pecco joins uh, Fulton on injured reserve as the Titans are a little bit thin at the defensive line and they had to go out and get some uh, – replacements to replenish themselves there. That sounds like our joke during the summer about Kirby Yates and shoulder tightness or whoever it is. <laughs> yeah. We're putting you on the I.L. With what? A shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> My shoulder's fine. Not anymore. More. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's interesting Terry, that you say that, what did y'all get some reaction from Christian Post? I did. We spoke with him in the locker room. Uh, we had locker room access actually before practice today. We watched practice here in about five minutes. And uh, what Christian said was he had hoped to work his way back. You know, the, the other part of this, the other domino in this is the fact that he's a free agent uh, in March. So this, we probably have seen the last of him in a Titans uniform uh, that game against the Colts. Wow. So he wouldn't be able to get back. I mean, no, there's only four games left and you have to spend a minimum of four games on, on the injured reserve list. So unless by some miracle they made the playoffs and could activate him, uh, for the postseason game, uh, that's probably the last time you're going to see him play for the Titans because I don't expect him to re-sign with the team. I think the team wants to go a different direction, and quite frankly, I think Christian Fulton needs a fresh start. A change in a change. Yes. Not, not necessarily scenery, but yeah. <laughs> time to do something different on both ends. So, yeah. I don't disagree. It, will it be the end of that? That draft class? Yes, he, he's the final member of the 2020 draft class that is still on this roster. There, there's some undrafted who were in that group, like Tier Tart, Nick Westbrook, Akina, Aaron Brewer. Uh, they may well. choose to they may choose to retain a couple of those guys in free agency. I think Tart is a guy that should be near the top of their list of guys, but uh, Fulton is the last remaining draft pick on the roster. Hang on just a minute. Mhm. Mm mhm. Hang on. Um, first round. <laughs> Isaiah Wilson of Georgia, second round Christian Fulton of LSU, third round Darrington Evans of Appalachian State, fifth round Larell Murchison of North Carolina State, seventh round Cole McDonald of Hawaii, and Chris Jackson of Marshall. Murchison's still in the league, right? With the Rams, yes. They picked and him off waivers when the Titans were bouncing him back and forth between practice squad and the active roster. And Evans is still in the league, isn't he? He's bounced around, too. He's actually with the Dolphins. I don't think he was active for the other night's game, but he is actually with the Dolphins now. Now, Chris Jackson had been a pretty decent spot player for the Titans over the last right. couple of years. But then he had some injuries, and they had some other guys that kind of passed him by in camp this year, so they moved on right. from him uh, this year when they uh, released him. And Cole McDonald, did he get out of camp? Cole McDonald, the last I heard of Cole McDonald, I think he was a backup quarterback in the XFL. He got cut before camp was over. 
That's what I thought. Okay. So yeah. That's um that's rough. Four years. Yep. Not a good return. No, no, not at all. Um what else do we need to know, Terry, as they come back down to earth after that Monday night victory? Well, one other thing, Harold Landry, your AFC Defensive Player of the Week with his three-sack game that he had against the Dolphins. All three of those sacks came in the fourth quarter, by the way. It's, it felt like he was a lot – it felt like there, that he was impactful for four quarters, though. Yeah, he, he and Danico Autry were very active up front uh, against the Dolphins and kind of made life rough for Tua in that ball game. But, uh, yeah, one of his better games to date for sure. Well, I mean, I think part of that just goes to show that you don't necessarily have to get home to be, to be disruptive. Mm -hmm. And and I think maybe, just, maybe he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable with that knee. Yep. Yeah, I think he's starting to be more closer to 100% with that. I think there was, you know, maybe just a little bit of apprehension, a little bit of issue with that as he started. Because you remember, he missed the whole year last year. Right. But I think that over the last two, three, four ball games, you're starting to see him come to life. And with that, he quietly has eight and a half sacks with four games left. So he could still produce a double-digit sack season very easily. You said eight and a half? Yes. Okay. My yeah. goodness. That's... Yeah, you know, and, and of course, with Jeffrey Simmons out on Monday, one of the guys that was tabbed to replace him also on IR now. And so what does that do for the defensive line? Well, they, they'll probably go with Jaleel Johnson, Tier Tart. Uh, you know, Marlon Davidson was up from the practice squad last week, and then these two new guys – that they brought into the active roster. They'll probably try to coach them up. And then, of course, there's T.K. McClendon, who recovered that fumble down near the goal line that snuffed out the Dolphins' first drive. Gotcha. Okay. Man. Well, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's been overlooked, but the Texans come to town on Sunday, mm. and that means the jerseys behind Terry will be on full display Sunday. As That's they, right. They will wear There'll their... There'll be a lot their, of folks in Houston unhappy about that. See the oiler jerseys beamed back into their living rooms. As as Mike Tomlin would say, we do not care. <laughs> so, yeah. Looking forward to that. That ought to be fun. The level of petty to which I aspire. To which I aspire. Absolutely. <laughs> Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. The new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee the last few months, and I'm excited to share with you some big news. Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no-danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. And there's more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This new VIP rewards program will allow top-tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks 
The VIP program is by invite only. So if you feel your Zen Sports Play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I wish we had. I wish we could. You got to. You got. You, you got to quit scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. During breaks. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> but I, I need all the ammo I can get for Wild and Wacky, but I don't think. Well, that would certainly fit. Yeah, unfortunately, doesn't mm. fit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk a little baseball. Well, I guess. Kind of Braves chatter um, for, for the most part, but I did want to mention that NBC and Peacock's deal that had games starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday, on Sunday mornings is over. <laughs> or the contract's up. I don't know that it's over. But if you were making the decision, would it be over? It would be over. So I don't, I don't necessarily hate 11 a.m. baseball games on Sunday morning? On Sunday morning. I mean, I, I don't mind getting up and watching baseball at 11 a.m., and I think it's, it's okay. But if I'm going to a game, Ooh. no thank you. Ooh. Yeah. And, 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 and if it's the Padres and it's 9 a.m., how come you got to get there for batting practice? Wow. The Padres would be glad just to be on TV. Yeah, they Exactly. Oh, wait, wait. Are you paying us? No. Sure. Oh. Bring it on. Come oh, on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we'd love to. Yeah. Do you guys want to do this like all year? We'd let you. Yeah, as long as you pay us. Hey, you know, it yeah. can be exclusive to Peacock. Mm -hmm. That's fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just Peacock, the exclusive network of the San Diego Padres. They could just change their name to the Peacocks. The San Diego Peacocks. <laughs> they just. As long as they're not the disco turkeys, because of the team in Carolina. Yeah, 
have an issue with that. Carolina would have an issue with that. Uh, they might have an issue with peacocks, considering the disco turkeys are. That's that's what their mascot yeah. is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I just uh, I don't I don't hate it as a viewer. Just like I don't hate the 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 NFL Europe games being at eight in the morning. Eight thirty. Yeah. Because I'm up with toddlers. I'm already up. Why not watch? I, that means I get four football games in a day. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the Braves, you know, the, that's one problem is you can't watch an 11 a.m. baseball game because the Braves would come on at like 115. Mm -hmm. And I can't finish the other game before I watch the Braves. And so, like, I need them to be staggered like NFL games where, <laughs> where I can watch all of them all day long. That, that is that is my my wish. Yeah. But well, good luck that, with that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I also don't think the peacock deal is going to continue. And then that's just a, that's an educated guess. That's not because I think most baseball fans didn't like it. I don't think the numbers were great. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you know, we talk about how how much we hate that the Dodgers and Yankees, Red Sox are on Sunday night baseball so often, but the the reason is very simple. People watch. people watch it. Mm -hmm. and, and if you would watch the Reds and Pirates on Sunday night baseball, they would show that. They would show them more. <laughs> and, that's just, and, and that's one of the things that I get, you know, I get so frustrated with in our business mm -hmm. is don't be mad at me for clickbait headlines. Those are the ones y'all click. <laughs> It's, it's all clickbait for a reason. It's not it my works. fault that the only stories you want to read are clickbait. Are the ones you're calling clickbait. Mm -hmm. So it's not a clickbait. That's 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 called knowing your audience. And that's what in you know, that's that's ESPN. They know their audience. They know that the, the Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, or whatever. We can put them on anytime. And they're gonna draw the worst. So and you know So why not? It's unfortunate. Because for people who are just baseball fans, yeah. you would watch White Sox Royals. They put it on. But you nobody's watch. watching. <laughs> so anyway, the Braves have not signed a, another pitcher to this point. We've talked about this. Still some big names out there right now. Um, and... A lot of baseball, a, a lot of a, a lot of Braves fans are frustrated because. Well, you need to answer and answer it, um, because the Braves haven't signed anybody. But you know, Sonny Gray went to the the Cardinals. Hearing, hearing, in the aftermath that the Braves may not have been as in on Sonny Gray as we'd like to think. As we'd hoped. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Sure. Aaron Nola ended up going back to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know about Otani. But still out there, I don't think the Braves are in on Yamamoto. Blake Snell's out there. Jordan Montgomery's out there. Clayton Kershaw is technically a free agent. Hmm. Uh, 
Marcus Stroman is available. Innings eater. Again, this Braves team, that's all they need. That's what they this showed Braves that team last needs. year. Yeah. They need a Somebody three, that four can go guy. out there every fifth day and cover five or six innings to get you to the bullpen. Give me a second Charlie Morton all day in 2024. I wouldn't necessarily now, mind Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is a crazy person, a legitimate crazy person. So that's the only knock on Marcus Stroman. But and you know if what? that's the only knock, Let's go. I will take it. Let's go. Crazy I don't, person or not? I don't think he'll be that crazy in that environment. It's possible. I don't know, man. He's he he he's he, he's more block happy than Tim Brando on Twitter. <laughs> you, remember, you remember how much trash we talked about uh who was the center fielder? Enciarte mm -hmm. blocking Brace. Mm -hmm. This this is this is strong. Mm -hmm. But you know what? If you he don't gets, have to follow me. I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care if he never sees me on Twitter. If he can go out there and give me five for what, forty games? Not I even mean, that. 32, 35, 32, 35. Mm -hmm. Give me, give me five or six innings, 32 times in We're 2024. Good. And I don't care if you follow me or not. And I, I care if you block me. You can not. block me on Twitter if you want to. Yep. Yep. I take it. Now, who's it going to end up being? Michael Walker. Oh, God. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, that's the way I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's, if that's true or where, where, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, there are still, my point is that there are still plenty of starting pitchers available for 2024. Mm -hmm. And Braves fans need to calm down. As we sit here on December 13th. Right. <clears throat> Alex Wood's available. I don't think that's going to happen. It, I wonder if he'll be inspecting more elevators in, <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, I mean, Giolito's available. Giolito would be... Um, that'd be fascinating in that, you know, he and Free played high school ball together and the, the general, generally accepted thought is that Freed isn't going to resign. Right. So I don't know. Is Jordan Montgomery, if you can get Jordan Montgomery, is he good enough to fill the role that's going to be left by Spencer Strider? when Strider moves into the number one role. I mean, I guess it would depend on how much he improves. As he comes in the door, my answer would be no. I just don't. I feel like, I feel like he's the guy I want. I feel like they still go out and get a number two next year. Well, and there's plenty of people available next year. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. 
So, so Montgomery fills the role left by Charlie Morton while you go get a one or a two, a top end starter. Mm -hmm. And then you've got one, two, three in a really good situation. And again, you've still got all these guys that are going to be auditioning for four or five this year. And maybe Smith one Shaw, or two of them hit. Erston Waldrop. Uh, 2023 National League All-Star Bryce Elder. Bryce Elder's <laughs> out there. I still think Elder just needs to get stretched. Um, Ian Anderson. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are guys. Yep. Plenty of them. We've seen them. We saw 16 of them. <sighs> we did. So, anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, Joe Sullivan joins us, and we will talk about – ah. Ian, yes, we are live. We we oh, we missed you. I don't know if you jumped off early yesterday, Ian, from Australia. But, yes, we are live. And I don't know if you saw, but we did talk a little bit about the uh, Australian rules football. Late and the guy that scored the nine goals and a loss. Your yeah. guy. Yeah, we, we mentioned your guy. We appreciate you uh, joining us from Australia and looking, uh, looking forward to hearing more from you. Now, Joe Sullivan, on the other side of the break, talking – local Nashville College Hoops right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customer success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. In Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio here in Columbia, Tennessee. And now we talk a little Mid State College hoops with Nashville Hoops dot blog owner and owner operator, owner operator and editor and and all of the other hats that <laughs> yeah. he wears. She's cooking bottle washer. That's right. Joe Sullivan. Good afternoon, sir. Hi. Can I ask a couple of questions before we talk about hoops? Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I hear you guys talking before I came on. I'm listening to the show, and I hear you guys talking about the Braves again. Does it even matter? Whatever happens, they're just going to lose to the Dodgers in four oh, games when Otani hits eight homers, right? Wow. 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 This guy. Hey, he's not wrong, though. Thanks for joining us, Joe. We'll talk uh, to you soon. <laughs> all the, he's exactly right, though. That's what the Dodgers are doing. The Dodgers are beating, are, are building a Braves beater. That's it. That's all they're trying but to do. But are they? Well, they're, I mean, they said they haven't finished yet. So, so yeah, I mean. There you go. That's, that's what they're trying to do. That's a, that's a good point. But, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. That's why they play the games, Mr. Sullivan. It's true. I've heard that. <laughs> and my, my other question is, wasn't there a Jacksonville State helmet on your desk before? Where'd that go? It's here. Oh, I didn't see it's in the back. All right. Yeah, all right. so I, I put it up there to kind of offset all the middle stuff from the corner. There's a lot of Middle Tennessee stuff over there. Well, I like it. That's why. I, I, well, I, it, I, I didn't see it right away, so I, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, it's a football helmet. We'll, we'll let them have the football helmet because – we're speaking, a basketball school and, as of right now. And, and speaking, speaking <laughs> of Jacksonville State football, lost Bill Burgess last night. National championship mm. winning coach Bill Burgess, namesake oh, of Burgess. the field, Snowfield. Yeah. Namesake of the field at Jacksonville State, lost him last night. How old was 82. he? 82. Wow. So, yeah, hmm. it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough day for Jack State faithful. But That's unfortunate. Yeah, I hate to hear that. Glad you brought that up, Joe, because I'm not sure he would have remembered it otherwise. Completely forgot. Yeah. yeah. Wow, for a second there, I thought I was being a real downer. I'm sorry. I didn't... <laughs> hey, um, so Joe, I assume you went to that Belmont MTSU game the other night. I was there. Yes. Um, we have been discussing a certain Vanderbilt transfer a lot during your segment. He rose up, did he not? Malik Dia, yeah, hey, he's the he's the uh, uh, the most interesting man in college basketball around here because uh, he's fascinating. Uh, he's one of those players uh, that when he gets the ball, you really have to pay attention because something's going to happen, and usually it's 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 really uh, positive and and can be spectacular at times. Uh, whether it's you know he has the ability at six nine to get the ball at the top of the key, which he will in Belmont's offense, that where they exchange the ball with all mm-hmm. players. He's just not going to post up, and he can take the ball from the top of the key to the basket if the wrong guy's covering him. And uh, he's done it several times. Sometimes that even ends up with a big dunk. Uh, and uh, he – I think he had – now, I don't know what's off the top of my head, Mo, but I think he had something like 20 points in 22 minutes uh, Saturday night. 
uh, I don't want to say it's effortless because that's unfair and obviously, but it almost seems that way. He doesn't have to be on the court that long to pile up a bunch of points. He is really talented. Is he just a mismatch at the yes. position he's at or what, yes. what is it that they're doing? Yeah. It, no one could cover. No one had a chance of covering him Saturday night. Uh, uh, at times, uh, Middle Tennessee State's uh, uh, Coleman Jones got in foul trouble, their starting center, because mm-hmm. of trying to cover Dia. And then they had a freshman, Chris Loof, trying to cover him. And Dia's eyes just lit up. He was going to score off of him all sorts of ways, and he did. Uh, Eight of 15 from the floor, one of two from behind the arc, five of seven from the line, 22 points, along with four rebounds, and – couple of assists, a block, and a steal in 24 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that, it's not like he played the whole game, right? Mm-hmm. And he we can call, just still pile up numbers like that. Suffer, right? Yeah, he really yeah. is. And the other thing you mentioned is he can hit a three-pointer. Now, he'll shoot them, and sometimes they don't look great, and other times they go right in the middle of the hole. So I think that's look like any player. He has things to work on. Uh, but if he's going to take them, he's got he's to make a third of them. That's usually, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the line you have to cross you're going to be 33 percent to make it equal if you're above that then you're really doing something uh so it's uh yeah he's he's fascinating he's he's going to be uh i i i think uh he makes a difference for them in the missouri valley but i'll tell you what at off of saturday's game though the player that really impressed me for belmont was jacoby gillespie he was i was gonna say uh, Casey even said he controlled the game from beginning to end at both ends. And uh, he's another kid who's come on. Uh, his shoot, his shooting ability, I, I questioned. He, he didn't shoot well last year. He had 23 uh, three-pointers all of last season. He's got 18 through 11 games. So he's, he's really improved his shot. And when I interviewed him after the game, I said, do you know how many threes you made last year? And he said, 23. He knew exactly. So I think I take that as like it's a motivating point for him. <laughs> you know, I'm not as surprised about Jacoby because, I mean, we had a chance to see him a little bit at the high school level of the mm-hmm. state tournament, and and his reputation sort of preceded him a little bit. And Again, I'm a little – I'm fascinated with Malik, again, from having seen him at an all-star game after his senior year at Innsworth and 6'9", 240 with the skill set that he has. Again, yeah, and, at and Belmont. Guess what? We're talking about Mountain. We didn't mention their best player yet. Go ahead. Kay Tyson is their best player. Yeah. He's going to be the all-league player. That's For the, two years. The sophomore. Yeah. And uh, he, he is their best player. Uh, he didn't play well Saturday night, uh, but it shows they developed the death with Gillespie and Dia that they don't need him to be uh, a force every game to win against a team like Middle Tennessee. Uh, so, uh, I was actually just uh, before I co- checked in with you guys, I was uh, getting ready to write a story that I'm going to hopefully have on the site later today. Uh, that's Nashville Hoops Blog, folks, and it's uh, uh, I'm going to do about right because we're about one third of the way through the season, and only Tennessee State's playing a game this week uh, before Saturday. And what I'm doing is the, it's the good, the bad, and in between of every team. And what mm. I said, what I'm saying about Belmont is. They have developed a big three here. You know, it's it's Tyson, Dia, and Gillespie, and that that that's a, to have three really good players like that is going to take you a long way. Yeah, and, and especially in the Valley, you you can't rely on one guy in that conference and be successful. Right. It's just it's just too good. They've got too much depth. Now I love you know I did think this was an interesting 
point in, in your story how, you know, they only played seven players, but they do feel like they're trying, they're, they're going to work some more guys in. They need to do that before conference play starts, right? Well, conference play actually already has started. They've they played two yeah. games. Uh, and uh, it will start there you go. again. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here because I, I was I was checking this down. I mean, they have a, uh, right after the first year, they start right in again. Then that'll be it. They play. They're at Southern Illinois, and then Drake comes to Nashville. I think on January seventh, which is uh, that's a game worth going to if anybody wants to go see a really good college basketball game. Drake at Blip Belmont on January seventh. Double check the date, folks. I'm pretty sure that's it. But it is. Uh, uh, he he told me they're going to develop it. That he has players that he that he has uh, that he's going to be counting on. But in the past, the teams I've seen with the last two seasons with Casey, these guys would have already been playing. I I, I think they're looking at seven eight man rotation at the most this year. And he used to like to play nine ten. I I can't. I'd be stunned if he got to that. I don't know where it's going to come from. Bel- Belmont is two and zero in the valley. Having yep. won ninety seventy at Northern Iowa on November 29th and 77-68 at the curb against Valparaiso. So um, I forgot Valpo's in the yeah. Valley. And like you said, Joe, they resume Missouri Valley play on January 2nd, going to Carbondale, taking on the Salukis of Southern Illinois. Who you know, just fell to Austin P last night. Mm-hmm, they How did. about that? Yeah. Well, this is going to stun you. I was actually watching the game. And uh, – I know. Uh, shock, is shock. that Mo laughing at me? Yeah, so I'm watching. I'm watching the Austin P. Southern Illinois game. God, ESPN Plus is like the best thing that happened ever. And uh, they just they just couldn't shake him, and then P. got him in the end. So it was a really good win for them and their first year coach. Joe, I know that this is NashvilleHoops.blog, but you were watching Austin P. in Southern Illinois. Um, what did you think of um, Hansel? What's his last name? The Austin the kid. P kid. Oh, the good shooter, right? Emmanuel. Yeah, Emmanuel. The good shooter. He's yeah. the kid that transferred with the coach. He came with the coach from Northwestern State, right, in, in Louisiana, and he's a very good shooter. That much I'll say. He has. A, he, I think he was among the leaders in the country earlier in the season. Uh, it's uh, so I. I can't say but I watched that whole game. I watched the. I watched the end. I watched you know like the last ten minutes. Yeah, he only has one arm, which is. Oh, I, I'm. I I take it back. I thought you were talking about someone else. That kid. Mm. Uh, I apologize. Yes. Yeah. Now I have seen him play. I watched P play Tennessee State, and uh, he actually had a play. The kid was one arm. Hansel, right? His last name mm-hmm. Emmanuel yeah. Hansel. Thank Hansel you for Manuel. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they threw him a lot pass, and he dunked it. Hey. Which is just. Can you even imagine? No. I can't look. He caught it with one arm and he dunked it. Shaq, Shaq from UCF. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. The kid um, from UCF playing football with one arm is one thing because I mean, yeah, you want to be able to tackle and wrap up, but at least you can hit. Mm-hmm. Basketball with one—that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, the, really at the D1 level, we're not talking about you know down the street. Whatever we're talking about, more. Division One basketball, the highest level of college basketball. <laughs> it's yep. incredible. You know, it is an so. incredible story. I'm sorry for the confusion there about who we were no, talking. That's about. okay. That's okay. Joe Sullivan of NashvilleHoops.blog joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, again, Joe, Belmont Middle 
And and I got to give props to Chris because in one of our first shows, we were talking about Elias King transferring into Middle Tennessee State from Mississippi State. And he's like, right. this dude's going to be a stud. Well, he hadn't been, but he is three years later kind of fulfilling that Probably. a little bit. He has set um, career highs in each of his last two games for MTSU. But what were your thoughts about him and about MTSU that night? I mean, obviously, it didn't go real well. So Middle Tennessee needs offense, and this is a skill he brings. Uh, he was great, especially in the first half Saturday night. He couldn't miss, and they were from distance, a few of them. And uh, he cooled off a little in the second half. But they really need him to uh, to score because that's this team uh, just can't shoot the ball. I mean, they were at 40 percent uh, as a team, and they're 28 percent on threes. If you take him out of it, Elias King, no one can make a three is what I'll tell you. And uh, it, it, so he, he's that vitally important. He his you know when he transferred to Mississippi State, having seen them the last few years, and Middle Tennessee has not been the greatest offensive team, even when they were playing well last season and the season before that. Uh, I, I don't think Nick Nick hasn't said this, so this is me saying I don't think Nick loves him on the defensive end because I thought he would have played more previously. Now this year he's playing all the time, and uh, he has not, he's been hot lately, Mo. But he mm-hmm. his 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 numbers for the whole season have just been they're, they're below average, quite honestly. So hopefully he's turned it around because they need him to. Yeah, if he scores more than three points against Wofford, they probably win. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, but that was one of their overtime. They played three overtime mm-hmm. games already. They have, man, and, and they uh, lost that one by ten in overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to me but beat Stephen F. Austin by five in overtime. So whatever. And he was the reason they got to overtime in that one. So um, I was going to say something about three-point shooting because I read a very interesting article this week in the Philadelphia Inquirer about uh, the St. Joe's coach, Billy Lang. That's my school, by the way. That's why I was reading the story. St. Joe's. And they, they're they in top ten and threes attempted since he took over as coach five years ago, which can drive some fans nuts. So they – and also gives you games. They, they're eight and two this year, but one of their losses is the Texan Texas A&M Commerce at home, when they shot like twenty five percent from three. So they were asking him about like, what if they had shot fewer threes against Texas A&M Commerce? And he goes, No, no, no. He said, There's at least four threes in that game. I went back over the tape where we passed up threes. If we had taken those four and made two of them, we would have won the game. So, talk about a commitment to the three. <laughs> yeah, no. that's, that's a level of commitment I don't think I have for anything other than uh, taking most pickles. Yeah, and so it's funny. I sent I I must be brainwashed by him, and I and I sent a copy of the article to Penny Collins, the Tennessee State coach, and they said, Penny, what do you think of this? Because uh, EJ Bellinger is it might be their best shooter on Tennessee State, mm-hmm. and they lost at Lipscomb on Sunday. It was just oh my gosh, they really should have won. They really just gave it away. But Bellinger on the wing had what I would consider, I'll just say this, if he's playing for St. Joe's, he's shooting them. And uh, and he passes them up. So I haven't heard back from Penny yet because he's, well, he's busy. He's got a game tonight. But I'm curious I'm not sure that they have reception in Lynchburg, Virginia either. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe, who that else? That was a tough loss to- for Tennessee State, man, Sunday. That was really hurt, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Sound like a heck of a ball game. Who else have you got your eyes on right now? Particularly, 
Oh, individual players in Middle Tennessee? Sure. Well, I tell you who I always in other words, it is an individual. Jalen Jones, the freshman at Tennessee State. If you watch their game, he will make at least one play that will your eyes will pop out. Uh, and Sunday against Lipscomb, he didn't really do that, but he had a play that would have been absolutely sensational. He was coming down the court and he lost control of the ball, and the ball is bounding toward the baseline. He caught up to it. And he like jumped in the air because he was heading out of bounds and he still, he got the ball in his hand and he flipped it toward the basket as he was flying out of bounds and the ball hit the rim and then like rolled off. I said, if that had gone in, that would have been on sports center or I mean, God, it, and this is the type of thing he does when they beat Portland earlier this year. Uh, he had a, he got caught in the lane in traffic. He went behind his back in the middle of like three defenders came out the other side for a layup. Uh, this kid is really talented. I would say he's a little dangerous sometimes because he's 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 so confident and trying to do so much that he can it can backfire. But but he's fun to watch. He's one of those kids, and I had a chance to see him at East Nashville. He only knows one speed. Mm-hmm. He could be and, a one man fast break. He's going. Yeah, and and most coaches will tell you, and Joe, I'm sure you've heard it. It's easier to tell them no than whoa. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or, or no, then go, excuse me. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's a little easier to kind of rein a kid in than to get him going. And you don't have to worry about getting Jalen Jones going. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's fun to watch. No question. Hey, we didn't talk to you. We haven't talked to you since Vanderbilt lost to San Francisco. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just things have gone from bad to worse for Jerry Stackhouse. They really are. And, you know, uh, it's, I, I'm looking down at my notes here. That's why, because I, I know what they have coming up. It's not It's not going to get better, I don't think. Yeah. Texas they, Tech. Texas Western Tech on Carolina. Saturday. Yeah. And then Western Carolina, who, we, who, who I saw beat Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They're really good mid-majors. They're one of the best teams in the Southern Conference. They could win the Southern Conference. So that is going to be a difficult game. And then they have to play at Memphis. Yeah, and that's, that, that's an L. So, I mean, just straight up, that's an L. Uh, they all could be L's, you know. I, I and I think their first league game after after Memphis is Alabama. I know they play Alabama like January sixth at yeah, Memorial. First, first, it's well, they got Dartmouth in between. All right, so they'll beat Dartmouth. Uh, you say that? Uh, yes. Uh, oh yeah, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> Look, hey, we hold you to that one. I get my draft. Oh wait, do you guys have a gambling what, advertiser? What's the? Hold on. What? One forty-six. Well, I mean, he will be on the show zero, the following zero. week, so yeah, yeah, we'll. Um, Vanderbilt will beat Dartmouth. I'm really confident of it. Right, I'm, I'm gonna mark clip that, that out. Clip that out just to make sure. <laughs> I have, uh, again, in my illness, I have seen partial uh, Dartmouth game. I was watching a little bit of one of their games, just a little few minutes. <laughs> I, I've seen enough where I know Vanderbilt can be. Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> it's, 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 I, by the way, I'm a closet Ivy League fan, and the Ivy League is great this year. It's going to be really, really great league. Not okay. except for Dartmouth. They're going to finish. Except for Dartmouth. <laughs> They're not going to be very good. Dartmouth is, Dartmouth is bad. <laughs> Dartmouth is bad. <laughs> now we know. Joe Sullivan of NashvilleHoops.blog joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Joe, we appreciate it, as we do every Wednesday, and look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Always fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
All right, we'll take a break. Uh, before we get out of here, this is not basketball related, but Fred McNair is the new coach at Texas Southern. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. According to HBCU Sports. Huh. Leaving Where, Alcorn. To his go, alma mater. His alma mater. To go to Texas Southern. Wow. Okay. Weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming your way in just a moment, right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton here on this wild and wacky Wednesday. We're over the hump. We're on the downhill slope to the back half of the week. It's all gravy. All gravy from here. We go now to Florida, man. 
I don't know. Justin, did you ever play you know, Grand Theft Auto or anything? You can just type it in if you can't talk. Yes, I did. I did a lot. Yeah, big fan of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the, the one of the only games that I played a lot on like PS3 or whatever. A new Grand Theft Auto is coming out, and it is essentially Florida Man edition. Yes. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks really the nice. <laughs> the trailer for this thing is absurd, but it's exactly what you would expect from Grand Theft Auto. Well, Lawrence Sullivan is now suing Grand Theft Auto for the use of his likeness. Justin, I'm going to send a direct <laughs> message to the Main Street Sports Today account. All right. Yeah, you know, I, I think I know what you're talking about. you talking about the Joker guy? Yep. If you can yeah. – but this this particular tweet has both their pictures <laughs> side okay, by okay. side. Let's see if we can pull it up. I've liked it on the Main Street Sports Today account. If you want to go to our likes and pull it up. Yep. It's It's uncanny. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Does he have a case, you think, while I pull this up? I don't think so, because they changed just enough of him to make it a parody. Right. Rather than using his actual likeness. Here we go. But I guess if you get it in front of a jury. <laughs> Honestly, though, which one's the real guy, which one's not? It's hard to tell. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. They 100% used him. Absolutely. As inspiration, if nothing else. Inspiration, yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> anyway, I'm, 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 the last... Mo, I will, I will buy your lunch for a week if you can tell me the last person to sue Rockstar Games for use of their likeness in Grand Theft Auto. And I'll give you a hint. Nine, late 90s, early 2000s, Disney star. Aaron Carter? No, it was a female. That's oh. a good guess, though, Mo. That was a good guess. I don't know. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, wow. For Grand Theft Auto? Unsuccessfully. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Okay. There you go, Grand Theft Auto. There's your Florida man Joker. He's now demanding $2 million. Y'all took my likeness? Y'all took my life. No, bro. He didn't take your life. It's absurd. Mm. But hey, good for him for trying, I guess. Chris, I can't let you have all the fun. Go ahead. From Cleveland.com. Uh-oh. This isn't a Florida man, but a 57-year-old woman in Waukesha, Wisconsin, escaped serious injury when she snuck a handgun into an MRI screening, causing oh. the gun to go off and shoot her in the buttocks. Stop. Stop. No. Right in the buttocks. In the buttocks. Um, Why would that's you amazing. The shooting occurred in late June was documented in an adverse event report filed with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. 
was reported that a patient was brought into the magnet room with a concealed ferrous or metal handgun. In the process of entering the bore, the handgun was attracted to the magnet and fired a single round. The patient received a gunshot wound in the right buttock area. Ha. Wounds were, uh, were superficial. Um, woman had undergone a screening process before the MRI exam, which, which includes specific questions about weapons and had answered no to all questions. So don't, don't you have to wear a hospital gown to do that or am I, is that wrong? I, it's been so long since I had an MRI. No, I don't, I don't think remember. you have to, I don't think you have to be necessarily, yeah. I don't know that you necessarily have to disrobe, but clearly she did not. Always got that thing on her. <laughs> Feel like she right. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm like, where's yeah. she it, you know? Good. But yeah, that's, if, if you're having an MRI, don't take your firearms in with you. Yeah. Check your well, gun. You to work yourself. Yeah. Okay. I yield. Anderson Middle School in Anderson, California. A substitute teacher is facing charges. Uh, after two students at Anderson Middle School told the vice principal, well, their substitute principal, Stephen Canciani, had mooned the class. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, was it a moon moon, or did his pants, like, fall off, or... Did they fall off or did he take them off? I mean, he exposed his upper chest, neck area, butt cheeks, and butt crack, and then added that two students reported seeing some frontal nudity. What? Does is there any context of why? <laughs> or is he just like, oh no, this is not. <laughs> Direct Superintendent Jason Province released a statement. First of all, it's middle school, and he's a substitute teacher. So no matter what, well, nothing, says, nothing excuses. No, it. there is no context that says, but, oh, but please yeah. understand that it's a middle school and he's a substitute teacher. Okay. <sighs> There's the students, uh, the students endured a very intolerable situation during class. The district had no prior knowledge of any inappropriate behavior and <laughs> praised students who recognized the inappropriateness. <laughs> Yeah, good job, guys. You you knew that was wrong. You knew that was right. <laughs> Very good. So he was booked in the jail. Mm. Um, mm. Finally, in Paris, have you ever had anything stolen from a uh, from a hotel? My parents have. No, no, I've never had anything stolen from a hotel. Well, a, a rental car. <laughs> <laughs> This lady at the Ritz in Paris. The Ritz in Paris. The Ritz. She said that she lost a diamond ring and accused hotel staff of stealing it. Mm. The Parisian newspaper reported on Sunday that a Malaysian guest of the hotel filed a police complaint alleging her diamond ring vanished from her room. The newspaper said the ring was worth an estimated $800,000. They would not release details of the ring or the client, but said the ring had been found on Sunday. Thanks to meticulous searches by security agents at the Ritz Paris, the ring was found this morning in a vacuum cleaner bag. Oh. So, 
Oh. Yes, the hotel staff did, in fact, take your ring, just not voluntarily, ma'am. Yeah, your ring must have been on the floor. <laughs> it not got knocked off onto the floor, and the client is happy. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Nobody stole anything. Nobody lost their job. Nobody <laughs> lost their job. Yeah. Nobody lost their ring. There we go. I hope that, you know, there's a reward. There should be a happily ever after involved. involved. Yep. Unreal that they found that in the vacuum cleaner bag. What a find. Who thought Seriously. Who thought to open the vacuum cleaner? No. And they hadn't thrown it away yet. They hadn't thrown the vacuum cleaner bag away. That's impressive. Think about how many things they vacuumed. Hmm. Oh, yeah. How do you know it was that vacuum in that room? Crazy. Anyway, wild and wacky. We'll see you guys tomorrow for not Preps Thursday, but kind of Preps Thursday. Hmm. We'll have Coach's Corner and more. So come back with us at 2 o'clock on Main Street Sports today.